This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're feeling great. Uh, the truckwreck.com fan text is open for you. There's uh, Brian Broaddus uh, back at you again here with the white LSU sweater. He's rocking it as uh, per usual, representing the university. Lucius Alexander's in the Pimp Cup here at Mass Control. LA Live coming up at 5.49. Woolchuck and Chia follow. Carter Freeman's coordinating your video. And along with you, we are the G-Bag Nation here on 105 through the fan. It is a back-to-work Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, we're excited to hear what Brian has to say about the Cowboys taking on what the uh, the Bills offense coming up yeah. at 2.40, and right? And I'm going to give you a little uh, Carl Davis, a little scouting report of a gentleman you're going to need to know while you deal with uh, injuries to one of your defensive tackles. Big boy, Carl Davis. You're going to need to learn about Carl Davis, practice Uh, squad player for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to give you a little Bill Belichick right now. You don't give a damn. I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Hmm. You see him? Yeah. uh, They're asking him about reports he's getting fired. Fired, yeah. And he had another epic Rasheed Wallace, Marshawn Lynch, Bill Belichick presser where he just repeats the same thing over and over again. And uh, looking forward to hearing that audio. It's just bubbling up right now on NFL Twitter. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll probably run that in the finest later on this afternoon. But I, I do wonder, like, what's who's more impressive in those scenarios? The guy up at the mic who's just going back to the well every single time? Or is it the reporter's? Who nah. get denied, and then the next one's like, "All right, my turn." Yes, and yes. Then the next one's like, "All right, I no, want in. I'm going viral." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I think it's a reporter. Respect if, all around, though. If he's gonna if he's gonna be that way, and you know this is probably the last campaign that he's gonna have with you, just go all in. I'm asking push, it every damn time. Push the chips in. Just try and draw them offside. <laughs> they should have done. They should have. See, they should have collaborated as a as a media group and just said, "We're this is all we're doing." Yeah. And for ten to fifteen minutes, all we're gonna hear Belichick say is, "We're on to we're on to Kansas City." Yeah. We're on to Kansas City. Don't ask it about another player. Don't ask no. anything. Just pepper him about his job status and just be like, "Okay, thanks for your time, Bill." I would I would definitely go that route and then and I'd make it to where. You, you have the question, but just rephrase it in a different way. But it ends up being the same question. And then maybe finish this thing off with you asking the final question. And that way the thing will last for two minutes, and that will really. Oh, yeah. Ooh, just, yes. Then, you yeah. Know, all right, listen, guys. This is you the minute do. 06. All right, Archer, you're going to ask. David Moore, you'll get the first one. Archer, and then and then Chiafalo, you're our last guy. I'll come over the Make, top. 140 make sure you just just draw it out you know man you guys are wearing up all the old stuff this this guy's a legend he's having to answer questions about getting fired here after bringing the city six super bowls all the things they can't even keep this quiet he also brought him a fat patricia offense okay i mean come on tom brady that takes away at least one super bowl malcolm butler what the hell is that guy doing you guys are heartless bill belichick yeah so how many wins does he have What, what would you say if the cowboys hired him 
Would you be Would you be ticked off? I. You know what? It's funny. Like, man, it's I'm, funny you ask that question because it's that thought has gone through my head before. Yeah, I mean, because it, how often do you have? And there is a great relationship between yeah. the Joneses and Bill Belichick. Absolutely, I mean, a great one to the point where like, could Jerry even help himself? You know, like Bill's, he's available. Bill's available. The problem Holy is crap. there's not a good relationship between Bill Belichick and a functioning working offense. <laughs> and that's what would really concern me. Be like, okay, defensively, oh, no, we might no, be no, chill absolutely. here, man. We're going to lose a bunch of games. Absolutely. I mean, they've lost games where they give up 10 points or something. Yeah, I, I mean, would, if you're Jerry and, and you know, the, for whatever reason, the bottom fell out of the season, you could maybe convince Bill if he didn't have a better opportunity. I'll be the head coach and DC, but we're going to have an OC and a oh. real GM. And under that situation, I think I might like the He'd idea. He'd bring of back his guy McDaniel. Isn't Dan Quinn the same under the same situation though? What do you mean? Well, as far as if he's named, if he were to be the head coach, he's going to have to hire an OC, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. But Dan Quinn doesn't have a recent track record of having just complete ineptitude when it yeah. comes to hiring that. Like he's at least at least Dan Quinn has on his resume. I hired Kyle Shanahan before the world knew for sure that he was a freaking Jedi. Hey, it's somebody on my staff fixed your offense at bye week. Yeah, we're doing things right over here yeah. with, with this. I think that would be the nightmare. Like if you lose uh, Dan Quinn and the season went bad and you don't trust Mike McCarthy. Now you got to start from scratch with a coaching staff. And I I don't know if I don't know if the Joneses understand what exactly has fallen into their lap here over the last six weeks. Yeah, there's no you chance Belichick ain't coming to Dallas. But I don't know. I don't know if they. I mean, I think that they're very satisfied with what Mike McCarthy's doing. Yes, right now. Oh, yeah. right now, yeah. But how quickly can things change? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Eagles lost two in a row. They want everybody fired. Right now, the now the sky's <laughs> falling. I mean, you have an ugly loss in the postseason again. We're going to be having a very different, I mean, you're, different you're about to get you're about to get Buffalo. Who like people are are the way they're talking? They expect Buffalo to win, yeah. and then Miami, if they get healthy, could beat you. Both those games on the road, we could be looking at two losses. And like, is Mike McCarthy's seat heating up real quick? And could be. About could this, could 10 this, days. All right, in two in two weeks, could this be like what Philadelphia's going through right yeah, now? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Could. I mean, I guess, but I'm not predicting that because I don't think they're going to lose necessarily because of. I mean, I, I don't think their offense is going to be a big problem here. I mean, no, the last I, time you saw this team struggles because their defense was getting they, tore if, up if and the were, offense was scoring 41 points yeah, if they versus were to, Seattle. If they were to lose, though, would people... Would, 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 yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll look through. Well, like th- well, The reality will say it's not Mike's fault, probably, but that's how narratives get spun up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess... You lose it, and people that's come saying. up it, with it, reasons it, it, that it, you it suck. It might not be the offense's fault, but if they lose, people are going to say, oh, well, here we go, fifth seed. Yeah. You're for have sure, to go on the road. Uh, you know, if they you can't win, they can't beat anybody. They'll start any good. saying, "We'll we'll see how it finishes in the playoffs." And yeah. then if you if you right. lose like what two, two out of two two in a row in December, and then you're out in divisional round, you've lost three of your last five games or something like that. I could see it. Yeah, well, because ultimately, if they lose, I mean, even if it's not necessarily because their offense was a problem, like they could lose, their offense was good. But they probably lost somewhere along the way because McCarthy did something stupid a from a game quarter, management standpoint. Yeah. Clock management issue. Yeah. Go lose to the NFC South team in the first round. Uh, Brian was hitting around about the Raiders yesterday, though. I was picking up those breadcrumbs. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, Raiders would make a lot of sense Raiders for Belichick. Raiders make some sense. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Chargers. Try and make is, some but he can't I bring just, his guy McDaniels along, and I don't know if he wants to do that. I, I just I don't know, know if might, I, I don't think so. I don't you don't think, think so. so anymore. No, 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 not on McDaniel's. No, not I, with the Raiders. Probably that no, no, burnt. No, I think I think the. But I'd keep an eye on Belichick if, if he if in fact he gets to the streets. Keep an eye on the Raiders. How much hope are you guys having for the number one seed right now? I saw I saw that the the, um, the computer simulation numbers or at least one outfit put it in single digits. There was a story today. 
uh, Todd Archer did it. We'll break it Cleveland down. Cleveland Guardians later on. got the uh, first overall pick with single digits, right? In the draft yeah. lottery. Yeah, it happens. I mean, lottery. It's, 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 yeah. Lot, I say lot. What I say? Lot. No, no. I mean, I'm saying isn't that like this isn't luck related? Yeah. But I, I'm I just think it's, things happen. That's I, that's my point. No, exactly. actually, right. I'm with you. Things For happen. Sure. That's well said. Uh, I, things I, do happen. I mean, the 49 well the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you absolutely did. But it's, there's a little different when it's you know lottery compared to oh. like the the Niners just going out there and beating the teams in front of them, which seems pretty likely. You're gonna need a win out, and you need San Francisco to lose to maybe Baltimore. Uh, or the Rams, happen. or the Rams. Uh, yes, yeah. even though in the regular season it seems doesn't like, that seem more likely than like eight percent or whatever it is. It does. Baltimore and the Rams. That's a division rival, and maybe the best team in the AFC. Yeah. But those teams could beat you. But that's also factoring in the Cowboys running the table. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot has to go well. I, I mean, I think that it's more likely that they find a way to get the two seed and win the division because Tommy Cutlets knocks out the Eagles. And then, I, then the, oh, yeah. the Niners dropping out of the. I think their seed. divisional chances are in the 30s right now. I like the divisional chances. I'm starting to feel much better about that. Yeah, because Philly's just falling apart. And if so. you can at least get the two seed, get a couple of home playoff games, be a huge win, man. So, I mean, the Bills were five and five. They fire Ken Dorsey, even though their stats were terrific. They knew it wasn't going to add up. They're two and one since with the loss to Philly, where you know they kind of had that game had one. That game it, one. It, it, it goes into overtime. I guess their defense is playing better. Since they fired the OC, OC's uh, OC's dialing it up a little better for you right now. Okay, you're playing better complementary football. Yeah, but I, I I do think the Cowboys' offense does have a good chance to expose them if they get calm wins, which we are still expecting. I was on with Buffalo's guys last night. They were they were telling me the weather will actually be pretty good. Yes, nice. I I, I am nervous. I mean pretty good on buffalo standards i mean if you're well, still talking about 15 no 20 rain, mile an hour winds no rain, rain or snow no i thought ra- there was going to be some showers no rain or harsh cold you don't need like this game to be like five degrees Yeah, if you're 48 degrees yeah feel pretty good about that that's yeah. a big win for buffalo yes for sure but i still i mean how much do you trust the quarterback and i'm i mean i'm Your in love with what dak's doing i'm in love with what this offense is doing but if there is wind and rain which i think there might there could be some second half showers it's basically going to be a night game in buffalo yeah, it will be a night game so 15 20 mile an hour winds with a little bit of rainy rain I think the guys in Buffalo, like I said, that I was on their little podcast last night, that really nice guys, and they were like, they were even telling me that the Buffalo guys, their team doesn't like to play in bad weather. They're like, man, no, you talk to the players, they don't want to play in this crap. They don't Nobody, want to play in yeah. cold wind and all that. Yeah, it's you got to psych yourself they, up they, for they, it. They yeah. want to play in dry conditions, and they, they were like, listen, this, this thing's got a chance to be dry conditions for you. So yeah. I take their word for it. They live up there. Only the meatheads of previous generations who, you know, would take all sorts of narcotics before the game and get themselves fired up and, you know, would and do crazy stuff would, you know, pretend to embrace weather like that just so people would think they're crazy. But inside they were shivering. Mm-hmm. Their eyes told you they were crazy. The cold didn't bother them. Yeah. But they were uh, they were just doing a bit, basically. And it was an awesome bit back in the day. But these players are are uh, are smarter. They don't want to play in bad. Play. No, nobody no. does. You can barely talk. <laughs> Okay, uh, I had a crazy idea today while I was working out. What do all DFW sports championships of my lifetime have in common? And the answer might annoy you, but uh, I just want you to know I'm doing my part, and I'll reveal that for you at 520. Okay. How about that for a tease? Mm, can't wait three to be annoyed at 520. You got it, buddy. I just love to hear you're working out, man. It's fantastic. Dude, I'm uh, having a blast with it, too. You know, you're looking good. good. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking good, but I think all my great. muscles are sore. 
You know, that's a, okay. that's, that's a good thing. So, so it's like a good sore. You know, I feel like I'm on my way to uh, uh, being able to maybe play a little pickup basketball or something. But right now, I, I feel like I can I think you'd walk. feel a lot better if you had it's, one of those trips. Uh, no, I was about to say I'm really streets. proud of yeah. you for avoiding the tiff. Dude, streets. that's the first that's, that's the first cookie I've said no to since uh, March. Yeah, we're and that you. was hard. We're we're here till seven o'clock. <laughs> till seven okay. o'clock. Okay, Mavs over the Lakers, one twenty seven, one twenty five. Wow. There there were a lot of great performances in the game, weren't there? Yes. Uh, thirty three. A, a lot of thirty point scores. Dude, that, in that one, one last pass night, from yeah. Luca was absolutely sick, nasty. Grant Williams in his bag, but. Dante Exum, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, he was even surprised. He's a good player. Did you see him? I'm, he, he does he look kinda, a bit surprised. He was I'm like shocked. looking around. He was kind of looking around, like, "What am I doing out here?" Today? I was like, "This is a roster placeholder until you find somebody better, and then he'll be back on the street." Now all of a sudden, no, he looks like a legit player. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know he went to Europe and he fixed his shot. He was always a guy that could defend and dribble and pass a little bit. You know, he had the Euro game, but he didn't have the Euro outside shot. Now he does. He's shooting it at forty percent. After the previous what eight the years hell? in his career, he was a he was a thirty percent shooter. It's insane. He, he was Westbrook from three the? in the first stint, and now he's back with the long ball. Seven of nine. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, and 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 he didn't even really show it. I think they had some confidence that he would be that guy. And, and after last night, the numbers have leveled out. But like, I think he hit more threes last night than he had all season coming really? in. Yeah. Uh, so nice. he, he helped level those numbers out a little bit. But if he can just stay consistent, hopefully yeah. that's like a shot in the arm, get him going. He's, he's played good basketball over this stretch where they've needed him and he started like he's done winning things. But if you if you get the three point ball yeah. going, then it's like, oh, my gosh, OK, this is well, great. I just think it's a player with a full skill set. You know, he can defend, he can dribble, he can pass, he yeah. can make plays for others, he can take the ball to the hoop and you know, who knows what that three-point percentage is going to look like at the end of the year. But uh, right now, he's back. And that was the word on him, is that he'd, he'd gone over Europe and, and worked on his jump shot. Hopefully, he keeps it going, because if we're looking at trade packages, and we talked yeah. about Hardy, you know, yeah. if you have Dante Exum, who's performing, it makes it a little bit easier to give a move from Jaden Hardy. We need, we, now, we need a, wow. now we need a bigger game from Hardaway. I would feature oh him. I'm, ta- I'm talking to Luca about this. You hit 32. <laughs> that puts him on the trade radar. That gets people excited, especially if you need a sixth man. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. can be that guy. We don't have any firepower off the bench. Get him a 40 bomb in early January and just let that simmer. A lot of minutes. You want them averaging 19, 20 points per game between this and the deadline. Keep taking and charges. I, I think they can pull this off. Yeah, act like you're playing defense. You know, I to me, did you guys get the feeling that the Lakers were playing like prevent defense of basketball last night? <laughs> yeah. They were like spread out. They were like, still hung I mean, over from their championship. I, I'm watching them. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like going, why are they so wide? It's like Luke is like, get the ball, just drive. Get the ball, drive. Get the ball, drive. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of was like thinking, what are the Lakers doing? Trying think, to stay home. You yeah. think so? I, I, I think I mean, so, yeah. Except on Exum. They just weren't, weren't giving any help, D. They, there yeah. was none. Yeah. There was absolutely no help at all. I was, hey, I'm like, I'm all for it, man. You just want to keep playing. Watch like, out for Exum. Yeah. I think that's a strategy. Like, we're not going to let you shoot open threes. We're not going to let Lucas suck us into the paint and then throw incredible balls to the corner for 45% three looks. You're going to have to crush it yourself. And Luca accepted the challenge. I kind of felt like I, I was coaching for the Lakers <laughs> last night. With that. I was like, Hey, listen, get really wide and let Luca drive anytime he wants. Just kind of <laughs> stay real wide. The two's better than the three. You let him have it. It's like the pandemic defense. Stay six feet apart. <laughs> Don't help. Social distancing. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, where do you want to go next, Wolchuk? Uh, I've got some NFL truer fart for you with these nine bold predictions for the remainder of the NFL season. That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on the fan segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online, truckwreck.com. Now, here's uh, Zach Wolchuk with some NFL truer fart. Yeah, I saw the Shine 9, the man with the most hair gel in all of the athletic world when it comes to broadcasting. So shiny. Very shiny. Uh, he put out his bold predictions. So we'll go through. We'll play a little truer fart with this. And if you're new to the game, well, thanks to Robert Flores having this slip up on air, it was born. All right, we've moved to the red zone as far as the running back conversation goes here on this Sports Center Fantasy Draft special. True or far, false? Marshawn Lynch matches last year's production. What an absolute legend you are, sir. All right, true or fart, false? Uh, number one on here, the 49ers will earn the NFC's number one seed, Brian Broaddus. I would say that's uh, true. Damn it. Yeah. Could you make sense over I was going to ask you guys this question. Ask us. Is there a team in the past that we've just automatically just earmarked as they're the best? They're, I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the I'm, look, I'm looking at, yeah, is there, is there a team like, oh, if you play them, there's no way. Specific it's, to the Cowboys or just across just, the board? Just like, like, because all we're talking about is how great San Francisco is. It's been it, a few years since it's been like this. Is there anybody? I'm try, I was trying to remember a team. I'm sure the Techs will tell me there's a team out there, a Baltimore Raven team, a New yeah, England Patriot the, the team. Patriots. Is there a team out there? Because you never know. The 90s Cowboys? There was, a, there, was an, oh, there was a time where the 49ers lost three straight games. And we we're like, oh, hey, in trouble. And now it's just like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're like, healthy, we just like everybody, everything you say about the 49ers is they can't be beat. I, I haven't, I mean, it just seems like, like, and I, I'm thinking like, well, you know, Dallas offensively, eh, well, it looks a little different to me. Looks a little different. Maybe the defense, maybe a little different here. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, from a Cowboys standpoint, you, you like you've just consistently lost to this team, so we feel that way. But even across the league, you're looking we've just at given man, up we just given up hope that we could beat Sam well, yeah, but right? The Niners were also like undefeated until last year until their quarterback got hurt. Like, who knows? Did they go to the Super Bowl yeah. last year if their quarterback doesn't get hurt? You've just seen them consistently caveat when healthy. Right. be the best team even going back to last year yeah so but there, but there just seems like it we've just thrown up our hands and said uh ah, 49er matchup no way you're getting smoked yeah that's just the feeling i'm getting right now by everybody in the town yeah and, and i think the cowboy fans because it's exactly what we've seen you've played them three times and the last time was terrible so it's it's just a bad matchup it's unlikely yeah. that you beat them but I, they, they could i mean i do believe i just make it make for a great movie for optimism, I just, yeah, I just you never know because right now there's just so much negativity about playing them, and I and I get it, negativity. We all we're negative, but I, I just wonder about that. That is there anybody that I was trying to remember in my history of like yeah the 07 that, Patriots. I don't think many nobody people you were picking there's, against there's them. No, yeah, we're not. We, there's no way we beat this team. What would be your prediction for the final score right now? I think that I think that it would be a lot closer. I think Dallas would play them differently. I think that I think that to me. And Gavin, again, I'm buying the Cowboys' offense right now. I'm buying it. 
I'm buying, I'm buying the adjustments they've made, the way they're getting their guys involved, the way they're creating opportunities. I'm buying it. So that's my hope that if you play them again, that offensively you won't score 17 points or you won't score 12 points. You score, you score and put pressure on them to have to score along with you. Which would be fun, and that'd be a different. I didn't type give you a score. Game. I didn't give you a score, but I think offensively, I think it would be a better game. Because that's the one thing we haven't seen in those matchups: is your offense show up. Your offense has not shown up. Your three defense times. has done it two out of the three. Yeah, but your offense never has. So that that'd be fun. But I think true. I think we all do think the Niners, even if they lose one more, they're probably going to end up getting the one seed. Yeah. All right. True or far, Dak's going to win MVP, Gavin. I'll say true right now. You know, uh, I I think I'll take him over the field. Uh, because the offense is so optimized right now. He's always been a great statistical quarterback, and now this you know puts that idea on a little steroids. I think he should, but I will. I will just. I will bet that it ends up being Purdy because Purdy will be the quarterback of the one seed, and there's a chance that Dak is the quarterback of the five seed. Ditto. Exactly what he just said. Voters will not look at the whole body of work. They'll look at the best quarterback on the number one team. In the conference. Which is a shame, and that's not how it should be. Yep. But uh, I, I don't trust the voters to get that right, so I'd probably go with Fart as well. Uh, and then the Buffalo Bills, Eric, who the Cowboys play, and nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. They're going to end up making the postseason. Uh, yes, that's a, that's a true. I, I don't have their schedule right in front of me here, but they, uh, th- they are much better than their record shows, and they are much better than the teams that are currently sitting in those AFC wildcard spots. So... Uh, yes, I will. I will go true there. Bills make the playoffs. They got to win three of four. Um, it is a, it's Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. It's okay, crowded field. I thought they played Denver in there. They don't. So I had the wrong AFC West team. I think they do. Then yeah. Um, I, I'll I will pick them to beat the Cowboys this week. Okay, I'm sorry, but the game's on the road. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I think they'll win they'll win against the uh, the Chargers and Patriots easily and then who knows what happens in Miami but they they should be at what they'll be at ten wins at that point yeah yeah I think they make the playoffs as well I think true as well yeah, yeah. if the Cowboys do beat them I, I think they would go balls to the wall for the dub in Week 18 yeah oh absolutely yeah uh, and then speaking of the AFC postseason Brian yes you're Sean Payton Denver Broncos at seven and six they run the table they make the playoffs they win the NFC, uh, AFC West. Wow, that would be an incredible bounce back for them to win the West. They're one game back right now. They are. Does anybody if trust they run Kansas the table, City? Anybody no. trust Kansas City right now? Seem no. like a team that's kind of reeling a little bit. I won't go that far, but yeah, the Broncos are. I mean, they're probably going to win out. They're about to. Kansas they're about City. to. They're going to see Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell, Bailey Zappi. I mean. And their defense is playing legit. Their defense legit. is yep. playing great. It's crazy. Kansas <laughs> City's at a fascinating crossroads. Uh, Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones are coming up into free agency. You know mm-hmm. they need they need playmakers. They need to keep their defense. It'll be really interesting to see how good they are. But right now, I'm I'm looking at Kansas City like uh, not a Super Bowl team. I thought yeah. the, they could beat anybody even in any given week. They're just too flawed to make a run. They are, uh, and, and I don't know. There's something about postseason Kansas City. It's tough to bet against them, but they don't play look all their like games that. at home. They don't look like that same team. But I do think the Broncos make the playoffs because of that schedule, and mm-hmm. what yeah. a turnaround for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, you know, I 
I'd, I would love to hear what Sean Payton's biggest critics have to say. You know, when Mike McCarthy's been on the ropes, I've been excited about the idea of Sean Payton, and you guys act like he's just some sort of a numbskull. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Bounty Gate rubbed you the wrong way. Uh, I don't know what Sean Payton did to you, but uh, there's not enough respect for the, the work this guy did and uh, continues to do in the NFL, if you ask me. It's time now for the G-Bag of the Day in the Pimp Cup. Here's Lucius Alexander. Yeah, yeah, check, check. Check, check. My mic sounds nice. Check one. Sound all right? Yep. Sound great. How about this? Let me get my joints. Uh-oh. Hold on. Yeah, joint. Oh, there we go. All right. Is that a joint? Joints what? All right. All right, here we go. Uh, our G-Bag of the Day champion is a uh, Manitoba Junior Hockey League announcer. There That's up go. there in nice. Canada. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the funniest sports calls I've ever heard in my entire life. These are facts. <laughs> Joey Bielikasity turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, oh, what's he going to do? He's shooting the room, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. It's still good, bro. It's still good. Hold on, hold on. Ball, here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, oh, what's he going to do? He's shooting the room, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this, look at that. Look at this, look at that. It's fantastic, bro. What's he going to do? That's a good catchphrase. You can see him going all the way to Sports Center with that. That's beautiful. Look at this, look at that. Look at this, look at that. Let me get my vibes. All right, let's see what else I got for you boys here. On a hump day, hope you're enjoying yourself on a hump day there, Tolos. Uh, I was sitting on this one. Didn't play it yesterday, but I'm playing it today. Comedian Nate uh, Bergazzi. Yep. He asked uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning about their relationships with their centers. Nice. You know, their two quarterbacks yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, check this out. Hey, you know how much you talk about the centers <clears throat> and you got to be comfortable with the centers? I mean, y'all talk like they just bring you a guy from the bleachers for the backup center. And you're like, what's your name again? Like, y'all have never met him. And you're, the whole thing's <laughs> off. It's, uh, Right. We've met them. Yeah. It's just not. It's a comfort. It's a comfort area. You don't want to. You don't want to go around okay, that area with too many people. You know. Yeah, you kind of want your hands to be for one set of butt cheeks, Nate. So you don't really want to, you know, share that with with several. So uh, you try to stay. Could warm. you? Uh, could you blindfold and just have your hands under and tell who it is? Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I could yeah. for sure. I, I knew I knew Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks as well as anybody. So yeah, I mean I don't think you ever want to blind. You don't want to use blindfold and butt cheeks together very often. But uh, stop saying the word butt cheeks. Yeah. It's bothering. Yeah, we can't. It's bothering. You stop saying the word butt cheeks. Stop saying butt cheeks. Dude, they might have created the greatest moment in Manny Cast history yeah, right there. So at, least from, at least from what I've heard. Oh my goodness, that's outstanding. Yeah, that's wild. Peyton Manny, he, he knows all about it too. Back. He knows all about it. Mm. <laughs> I want Jeff Saturday to like prank him. It's too late now, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cut the bottom out of your joint. Uh, so the yeah. boys hang, <laughs> and he returned it like, oh, ho! <laughs> got you back, Peyton. <laughs> That's a wonderful training camp joke on a day yeah. where nobody can watch practice. <laughs> yeah. When I play quarterback, uh, we use a shotgun a lot. Thank yeah. God. It was a shotgun. I was thinking about that the other day, just like how weird that is. You yeah. know? And then you got to tap them up there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you want the bow, bow, hey. give a little, <laughs> yep, three taps, and you give me that ball. That's <laughs> wild, man. What a wild sport. Remember that audio we had like a decade ago of Jim Harbaugh at a coaching clinic explaining it? Yeah. 
you got to get the the the, yeah. the knuckle of your index finger yeah. right on the on the bleep. Yeah, yeah, on his right tank. there. Yeah. yeah, he's wild. You can feel it. Yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah, you can feel it right yeah. there. And they all shaking their heads, listening like, okay, yeah. okay, Chris. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. So you say, right here, coach. Right, I'm a starfish. Uh, let's go to KMC masterpiece. Um, uh, let's listen to Kevin's yeah on this question. This is not a nominee. I just want you to hear Kevin's yeah on this question. <laughs> Kevin, were you nervous this oh, morning when we had yeah. uh, Chris Jericho on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe you, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. All right, what else we got for you boys? Oh, here's another hockey call right here. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, their analyst, got hit in the face <laughs> with a hockey did. puck. <laughs> it's Rob Roy, though. Or Rob Ray, excuse me. He can take it, apparently. Doing a little research on him real fast. Uh, he's a tough guy. Listen to this. Under six minutes to go, and Buffalo up four to two. On a Monday night game. Look out, Razor. That was right, right in the nose. Did I catch you? Yep. That did. Razor's got a towel. Yep. Good to go. Nice. Normal guy would have been carried out of here. <laughs> yeah, there weren't any tears or anything. No. You're good. Bring back some memories, did it? Yeah, it felt good. Actually, it felt really good. It did kind of like, give me a stick, let's go. Yeah. It's like bleeding from the face. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got a huge towel. Yeah. What a wild boy. It was right to the forehead? Yeah, right yeah. to the forehead, man. Jeez. Oh, it's the hardest bone in the yeah, human body. Yeah, speak for yourself. Yeah, really. What are you talking what? about? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I made it up. Uh, let's see. Oh. Okay, it's hardest bone. Yeah. Isn't the femur or something like that? Yeah, and the tongue's the strongest muscle. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Mm. I'm being for real. Okay. I showed up to that day. What's that mouth do? <laughs> yeah. What's that mouth do? <laughs> so you don't say. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Dawson, you're a member of the Peloton community. Yes, sir. Gavin M. Dawson, if you like to follow me. Boom. Got a yellow jersey wears when you Do you use your, like, your, your regular face as a, like a... I haven't put up any sort of okay. PFP yet or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know they had like a row machine side of the yeah. Peloton community because it's called yeah. Peloton. You know what I mean? Got a lot of stuff. Peloton. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I might, I might get that too. I've had a lot of fun with that Peloton. It, it is a lot of fun on that row community, for yeah. what I can tell right now. Listen to this clip. If you ever have an opportunity where you're like, I'm not sure what to do, then just come inside. What? Okay. Yeah. Wow, that did not come out. Yeah. Correctly. <laughs> Move your legs inside your hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got kids on here. Yeah, anything can come out when you're working out, man. Yeah. You, you start feeling good. The endorphins, yeah. you know. You get tired. Yeah. You yeah. know, the next thing you know, your brain's not getting as much oxygen Good as you geez. hope. She sounded out of shape. Most of the trainers oh are God. like, they don't even break a sweat. Oh off of it's yeah. the row machine. Row machine is a whole lot of work. I bet. It yeah. is. <laughs> Jeez, Dawson, come on. She sounds out of shape. Well, I'm, I'm impressed that most of most, every cyclist that I've been with God. will just like haul ass and stand up and they don't break cadence at all with their voice. Yeah, oh, you know, but you're yeah. moving this thing right here. You're doing that a little bit. You pull it to your chest yeah. and back. I don't know, Dawson, man. Yeah. This fool got back on the bike a week ago. Now he's calling somebody else out of shape. 
This is amazing. I, I've been climbing the leaderboards. She sounds kind of shaped to me. I, I, I think uh, <laughs> she's kind of breathing. Let's how winded she is. I think soccer practice has kept up my cardio pretty good, actually. I should get a discount. <laughs> she get a discount. <laughs> better shape than her. Yeah, better shape. <laughs> Maybe I need to be a teacher. That's awesome. Is it the Manitoba Junior Hockey announcer doing a little re- a ones, reverse that you might see in football? Is it the comedian asking uh, the Manning cast about relationships with centers, a razor hit in the face, Peloton rower, trainer? I'm going to go with the comedian, man. I'm really into that guy. I'm going to have to uh, uh, Google him up and watch that uh, stuff. Yeah, he's on uh, – Nate was not that funny at all. Yeah, his dad was crazy. Um, he's on Netflix. Right on. Yeah, I watch his crowd work on, on Instagram. It's kind of funny. You know, get, get you warmed up. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going for the uh, Manitoba guy, though. Yeah, me too. I'll go. I'll go for the champ. It's two to one, Wolchuk. Yeah, I'm going with the champ. Three to one, Brian. Uh, I'm going with butt cheeks. No, oh. <laughs> there it is. Hey, what are you voting on? Butt Bonus cheeks. Score. <laughs> Three to two. Still your G bag of the day champion, the Manitoba night, hockey announcer. Okay, uh, speaking of Brian, what? It's uh, time for Krusty's corner. Cheeks. Yes, I'm gonna give you a scouting report on a de- on a nose tackle, and I'm also gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills offense. We'll do that next. Yes, sir. Welcome back, G-Back Nation. Here's Brian Broaddus, King of the Crusties, with Crusties Corner. Thank you very much, General. Um, with the injury to Hankins, they're going to need to replace him probably for a couple of games. Got to. It hurt him last year when he got hurt this yeah, time. Sure did. And we're going to get into Buffalo here in a second. And I, I do think Buffalo is going to try and take advantage of you running the football. That's just kind of I. It just. It, being one with some podcasts last night with their guys, they don't they don't want to get into and their their guys who cover their team are thinking they don't want to get into a game where all of a sudden it turns into having to throw at every snap. Even though Buffalo, they don't give up many sacks. Allen that, p- throws a lot of picks though. Yeah, but that's the thing they're worried about. They don't want. Yeah, they're worried about the turnovers. Blank. They're not worried two about three. Yeah, they're not worried about the. the they're, they're not so much the pressure, it's the turnovers. Especially we, against this Cowboy defense. Yeah, yeah. We're so opportunistic. Exactly. But James Cook's healthy, too? What's that? Is James Cook healthy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's good to go. He's he, having a really quiet, good yeah. season. They got their tight ends back, too. They've had some problems with, but we'll get into those guys. Real quick, let me talk about Carl Davis, a nine-year veteran who's on the Cowboys practice squad right now. I can see this as being an elevation this week for Hankins. Uh, when you look at Davis, you know, 6'5", 300, and... 35 pounds. Would he get more snaps than Mousy? Uh, I think that you're going to see a combination of the two. Okay. And the thing I worry about with Mozzie is, and I've said this before, and it happens when you watch him on tape, he's laid off the ball. And when he's laid off the ball, he yeah. gets blocked. I mean, you notice that day one of camp. Yep. Hasn't changed yep. that much. And when I took a picture one time I was watching the tape, someone goes, what's wrong with Mozzie Smith? I took a picture of an end zone copy I had. I sent it to this guy, and it was him and his stance, and the, the guard and the center were already into their block, mm. and his hands were still on the ground. He's gotten better, though. When Mozzie Smith plays on time with everybody else, he's gotten better. That part of it. He's strong enough to get rid of blockers. He can play off blocks. He can move to the ball. When he is late, he has absolutely no shot. But no this shot. is this is the exact um, premise why you got of, him. of the S2 test. Is how quickly can your can your brain detect something and tell your body to move? Yep. And they've been probably yelling at him now for six months. Move faster, and he yep. can't fix it. Well, he, he needs a gimmick yeah. to to he you know this something is something to trigger him. Yeah, something you know he's right there on the ball. 
but I just uh, he he's going to get a lot of work in this game. But I, I just wanted to kind of talk about Carl Davis because I know people are asking about him. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to do? They need to go out and get Andamakan Sue or something like that. They're not going to do that. No, they're not. They're just going to elevate Carl Davis is what they're going to do. And what you got to know about Carl Davis is that he is the similar size and weight of what you have with Hankins. He's not the athlete of Hankins. You know, there's there's times where he is very good at holding up at the line of scrimmage. When the ball's at him, he can make plays. If you ask him to have to move laterally to make plays, where we've seen Hankins move laterally and make plays. Yeah, I mean, Hankins will make it take a five yards down the field. Hankins will play outside, as they always say, outside the tackle box. He will move. This guy is a little bit more stationary in the way he plays. So that's kind of where you're looking at right now. A really powerful guy, really good straight-ahead player, really good player when the ball's at him. But to... To make up, uh, to to do the things that Hankins does with the lateral play, that part of it's not there though. So you're going to have to find ways to, to work around that. So this is a this is a replacement that's just the big body, and occasional play, and it has to be right at him for him to make the play. Otherwise, though, he's 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 kind of just taking up space out there. Is what he's doing. So that's Carl Davis. I watched him. Uh, this he played this past summer with New England. I was watching all the games in preseason that he was playing the the Green Bay, Tennessee, those people that were you know. So you could you could kind of tell, you know, veteran guy, but big guy, but doesn't have the lateral stuff that you need. That you're gonna and you're gonna miss that with Hankins. All right, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, offensively. Uh, this team looks different than when um, Ken, between the time Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady, now the uh, offensive coordinator. To me, it looks different because what they're doing is they're getting their running backs more involved in the passing game. And I'll tell you what, though, uh, James Cook, and you know, we all know he's the brother of Dalvin Cook. If you mm-hmm. didn't know that, you know it now. But this guy has got a real feel for the game, James Cook. The burst, can make cuts at a high rate of speed. He's got really good hands, though. And they figured out ways to get him on routes where they – they set it up with a much like with the motions and the wheels, and then have him picks and run the wheels and just flat throw the ball to him. They screen the ball to him. This is going to be one of those games where you're going to have to deal with him and, and with with the defensive tackle situation. This I think I think Buffalo is going to test them in running the football, and I think James Cook is a guy that you absolutely need to be aware of. Ty Johnson is another guy. Ty Johnson went Maryland. I remember him coming out. He was a guy who was a big kickoff return guy, and he's an explosive player. I mean, he's like a legitimate 4-3-2 guy. And you could see that when they hand him the ball, there's some explosiveness to his game. And then there's uh, Latavius Murray, too, is another mm-hmm. one. We all know Latavius. Veteran, veteran player, straight-ahead power guy. Uh, so those are the three backs that you're going to have to deal with in this game. And then Josh Allen, like and, the and element of him actually running the ball. That's that's exactly what it is. That you know they they are willing to call plays. Uh, Joe Brady has plays, designed plays where direct snap and they just power the ball with the quarterback. And I'll say this about about Josh Allen. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, but I think there's times that he moves in the pocket and he doesn't have to move. I think he gets a little, and I'm not saying I use the word jittery. But he, he, he doesn't always help his guys. You know, now they don't get a lot of sacks. He'll throw the ball away. And, and Gavin mentioned the turnovers. I watched all the turnovers he had. I've watched every interception he threw. He throws those YOLO balls. 
you know, you only live once kind of shot. He plays a lot of hero ball. He plays some hero. He, he, he throws the ball to receivers that aren't open. Hmm. He throws the ball. He gets interceptions because he, he, he reads very late, and he throws the ball late. He throws interceptions because he doesn't see the field. He doesn't see defenders. You know, Dallas, Dan Quinn, anything to do where you can, where guys, and this is where Bland and Gilmore are good at coming off coverage. We saw Bland in the in the New York Giants game where the ball went vertical. They're trying to get the ball to height, and he came off coverage to go make an interception. That's a possibility in this game because there's times where Josh Allen will throw the ball and he doesn't see other other side of the field or coverage around his guy. Yeah, they have to be looking at it like we can't have multiple turnovers in this game, and if yeah. we throw it 35-plus, yeah. that could easily happen against Bland. Plus, I mean, Cooks is one of the few runners in the NFL uh, at over four and a half an attempt. Yeah, well, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences with Joe Brady to yeah. Ken Dorsey. Dorsey would just get away from the running game, and it would be working. Yeah, but Joe Brady has shown a commitment to the run since he's taken over. He absolutely has, and and when you look at when this team, if you if you're the guys and gals that believe in the metrics, this team is, and, and it was just something I looked up. I was curious about this as a unit, this offensive line in this running game. It is, uh, it's one of the best in the league when it comes to successful running plays. That's four plus yards a carry, forty seven percent of the time, they have a carry that goes for four yards wow. or plus. That's in a, impressive in a game. And if you look at them, they're the second best team in the league when it comes to running for first downs. Jeez. So that's that's something you're going to have to deal with in this game. It's a veteran offensive line with the exception of Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. We all kind of know if you follow the draft show or you follow the work that, that Zach and I have done you know, on the station when we covered the draft, he was a guy that we talked about from Florida, mm-hmm. big body guy. But they do a really good job of, with the protection side of it too. Now – it's a pin and pull. There's some pin and pull elements to their game. It's not that way all the time. Pin and pull is when the down blocks and pull guys, not the most successful things that they do, but there's some elements to that. But when they really want to come off the ball and try and maul you, they can do that too. So this will be Dallas having their front seven against these five guys up front. The tight ends, I think, are good players, but I don't think they're great blockers. This is a team that also yeah. will play with a fullback. You know, you have to be ready for that. Uh, Dawson Knox, I, I mentioned, is a tight end in Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Knox was on the injured reserve part of the season with a broken wrist, and he's back in action. Kincaid is dealing with a shoulder injury. That's a reoccurring thing for him. These tight ends can run routes. They're not your traditional tight ends. They play more like wide receivers. So how the Cowboys, I feel like they can handle things on the outside, but let's see, You know, I, even, even dealing with digs and stuff like that, how they handle the running game and how they play these tight ends might go a long way to determine if they're going to win this game or not. It's freaking awesome. Another epic matchup here, Cowboys fans. We'll continue to talk about it throughout the rest of the week, and thanks so much, Brian brought us. Thank you. You're looking at that defense tomorrow. I will have the defense for you then. Von Miller's going to play uh, everything. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard much on that in a while now. No, so He played last week. He so. did play last week. I saw yeah. they had a, a, a an injury in the secondary. Micah Hyde, that's a big one. I yeah, saw he's questionable. Questionable, yeah. right. That's their safety, yeah. Okay, we'll get more from Broadus, though, and what the film says tomorrow at 240 here in the G-Bank Nation. Coming up next, NFL News of the Day. Well, Chuck, where are you taking us? Yeah, the Kelseys break down the best play that didn't count, and the sky is falling in filthy. We'll tell you about that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.